0: In the shtetl, a small Jewish town near the city of Mizbush, there lived a poor Jew with his wife and their large family. During the day, this Jew would rush around trying to earn some money through being a porter in the marketplace or fixing a fence or perhaps painting somebody's doorway. In the evening, he would return home terribly troubled, having managed to earn only a few coins, barely enough to buy a little bread and milk to feed his hungry children. Yankel, this poor Jew, would try to forget his worries by learning Taida every night, which he loved to do. His wife, who was always busy tending to her children, Enjoyed listening to him sing and hum while he was learning and absorbing the wisdom of Chazal, our sages of the bygone years. One evening, as Yankel was about to begin learning, she said to him, You know, Yankel, I heard today about a tzaddik, a wunderebbe, a miracle worker, who lives in Mezbuzh, not too far away. He helps Jews that are in trouble. All that you need to do is ask this man for a bracha. Yes, said Yankel. I've also heard about this tzaddik, Rabbi Yisrael B'al But I didn't think that it was proper to bother him for a bracha for us. Doesn't Avinu Sheba Shemayim, our Heavenly Father, know that we could do with a little bit more? Well, she said, it seems to me that there could be no harm in having this tzaddik put in a good word for us. So Yankel agreed, and the next day he traveled to Mezbush to the Baal Shem Tov, and told him about his life and his struggles. The Baal Shemtov answered him by saying, Poverty, like riches, could be a test one of the ways by which Hashem sees how deeply a Jew trusts in Hashem, and when a Jew remains firm in his trust in the Almighty, the test comes to an end. You, Yankel and your wife should know that your test will soon be over. Then the holy Bal Shemtov told Yankel that on his way home he would go over a bridge that crosses the river, And he should look on the riverbank under the bridge, where he will find a treasure that is waiting there for him to dig it up. Yanko was so excited, he left for home, he reached the river quickly, and immediately climbed down onto the bank to search for the treasure. After digging here and there, and searching here and there for some time, he found nothing of value. Then he heard a voice. "Hey, Reb what are you looking for?" Yankel looked up, and saw a Schneider, a tailor that he knew, who lived in a nearby village. So Yankel told the Schneider the whole story about the Balshtev, and then he said, "I suppose the time hasn't come yet for me to find the treasure about which the holy Balshtev told me. It seemed like such a sweet dream. Ah." Oh, said the Schneider. Hashgacha protests that you mention dreams. I had a dream last night in which I met a man who told me that in a shtetl near Mesbush there lives a Jew with his wife and their many children in an old house. They are poor and hungry, and they don't know that right there, under their feet, buried near the oven, is a large treasure. How about that? Yanko, what do you think of that dream? Yanko's eyes were opened wide. He replied, What an interesting dream, Rebyid. Anyway, have a nice day. Yanko quickly left for home, leaving the Schneider wondering what Yanko was up to. Yanko had of course connected the Schneider's dream with his own situation. He would find out if the Schneider's dream had real meaning for him and his family. When Yankel got home, he could hardly wait for everyone to go to bed so he could begin his treasure hunt. Finally, the children were all sleeping soundly. With his heart in his mouth, he took a small shovel and began to carefully dig near the oven. Almost immediately, Yanko dug up a box, which, when opened, turned out to be filled with coins of gold and silver blessed is he, and his name said Yankel Yankel then filled in the hole and he hid the box of treasure in a safe place, and he told no one about his great find. He decided that even though he was now a wealthy man, he would not change their way of living all of a sudden, but now and then he would take out some coins from the hidden box for his family needs after having, of course, given some tzedakah in the base medrash when no one was looking. A few days later, when Yankel had calmed down from the excitement of what had happened to him and his family, he visited the holy Baal Shem Tov in order to tell the Rebbe that his bracha had come true. He also decided to stop on the way at the house of the Schneider who had told him about his dream he wanted to give him a gift for helping him find the treasure. After all, without the Schneider, Yankel would still be digging on the riverbank. So Yankel filled two leather bags with gold and silver, one for the holy Bal Shem Tev, and the other for the Schneider, and he set off on his way. Since it was a hot day, Yankel decided to sit down in the shade of a tree by the river, just by the bridge. Soon he saw a traveler approaching. He was so happy to see that it was the Schneider who had told him about his dream. The Schneider, too, was delighted to see Yankel. Yankel, he said, you're just the person I want to see. Do you remember, said the Schneider, when I saw you digging under the bridge and I asked you what you were looking for? You told me that the Tzaddik the Balshemtov had told you that there was a treasure on the riverbank waiting for you. And I told you about my silly dream to make you feel better. Then you left quite suddenly. Well, listen to this, Yankle. When you were gone, it occurred to me that maybe you were digging on the wrong side of the river. So I crossed the bridge, I climbed down to the opposite riverbank, and I found a treasure near the water's edge. So you see, Uncle, you were simply digging on the wrong side. For a few days, continued the Schneider, I couldn't decide whether the treasure belonged to me, because finders keepers, or whether I should share it with you, since without you, I never would have come by the treasure. Well, I couldn't find any peace. I decided that I would give you part of the treasure. That's where I'm going right now. I was heading to you, to bring you a share of the treasure. Here it is. The Schneider held out to Yankel a bag of gold coins. Yankel, meanwhile, was speechless. Here he was feeling so indebted to the Schneider who seemed heaven sent to tell him where the treasure was waiting for him by relating his dream. And now he's bringing him a share of it as a gift? Yankel stood there speechless. Here he was feeling so indebted to the Schneider for sharing his dream with Yankel. And now the Schneider is giving Yankel a share of the treasure which he felt really belonged to Yankel. Maybe somebody else would have simply accepted the Schneider's gift, but not Yankel. He was a fine, honest person. So, with a big smile, Yankel said to his friend, what an amazing story! Now I have an even more amazing story to tell you about why I'm on my way to visit you. Yankel then told the Schneider the whole story. About when he heard the Schneider's dream, he realized it was really about him, about Yankel. And in Yankel's own home was the location of the treasure. Sure enough, he had found the treasure. And now, my friend," said Yankel, "I've brought a share of it for you." Then Yankel handed the Schneider a leather bag full of gold coins. They embraced with warm affection. So impressed by the hashgacha protis of their treasure hunting, they each tried to convince each other who deserved which gift, but they couldn't reach an agreement. So they decided that since the holy balshemtov was behind the whole thing, they would ask the rebbe to decide who is right the two of them went together to Mezbush the Baal Shemtov received them with a big smile and listened to both of their stories when they finished the holy Baal Shemtov said to them it had been decreed in Shemayim that you should both be uplifted and freed from poverty as you had both proven your strong faith in God and you had passed the test but I must warn you that being rich may be an even bigger test of your faith in hashem but you've both made a good start you did not let your sudden good fortune turn your head as evidenced by the fact that you wished to share it with each other if you continue in this way hashem will surely continue to bless you and as for your little dispute said the balshemtov yankel i believe you have a daughter of marriageable age, and you, the worthy Schneider, you have a son who would make such a good match. The solution to your problem would be to make a shidduch between them, and turn over the gifts that you had meant for each other to the Chasan and Kala, and everything should be in a Guta Shah, in a happy and auspicious hour. Both men were only too happy to agree to the Shemtov's idea the boshemtov also advised them that before deciding on a wedding date the father of the Kala should find a poor orphan girl and the father of the chassan a poor young man that would be suitable for each other and they should provide for all of their wedding expenses also and set them up with a household and a parnassa the two new Mechutonim promised to carry out all of the boshemtov's instructions and everyone left satisfied and happy.